We are alive. Our message today covers the promises of God. And it's a fitting time in this world with all that's going on right now that we get into that conscious place in our minds and in our spirit about the promises of God. The promises of God. And we're going to be coming out of the book of 2 Corinthians. And 2 Corinthians 1, verse 20, says, For all, not some, but all, the promises of God or yea, and in him. Amen. And it's this way because unto the glory of God. By who? Us. Somebody say us. Well, let's look at these promises. The word promise here means all the announcements of God. All the proclamations of God. And all the announcements and all the proclamations of God are yeah and amen. And the word yeah there means that they are confirmed in and by God. And not only are they confirmed by yeah in God, but they are also affirmed by the amen in God, which means that it's a confirmed truth. So you can bet your life on it. That if God has promised it, then it is so. Somebody say, it is so. It truly is. Because, first of all, the only impossible thing for God to do is to tell a lie. He can't tell a lie. That's the only thing that God can't do. And God said in His Word that all the promises, all the announcements, all the proclamations of God are yeah and amen. Confirmed truth. And because He spoke it, that's His Word, and the Bible tells us in Psalms 138 verse 2 that He has placed His Word above all of His name. Not some of it, but all of His name. In the beginning was the Word. He placed the Word above Himself. Because He's only as good as His Word. A man is only as good as His Word. So the Word of God says that all the promises, not some, but all the promises of God, are yea and amen. We need to, in this time, we need to let that sink down within ourselves and understand what God is trying to tell us. God goes on and He talks to us and I'm going to deal with seven of these promises today. 
One of the things that God promises us is to supply not some of our needs, but all of our needs. I want you to go to Philippians 4.19 with me. And when you get there, say amen, please. The word says, but who's God? Somebody say it like they mean it. My God. See, if you don't make your God personal to you, how's he going to work for you? You're going to let him be somebody else's God, but you're not going to let him be your God? So it said, but who God? My God shall supply all, not some, all your needs. Somebody say, my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now, he's got it all. And if he's got it all, if he's got it all, then, if he's got it all, then God is the one who's given it. He says, now he has blessed us in all, with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Ain't that what he said? He didn't say some, he said all. That's the book of Ephesians. So God goes on and he wants us to know that he shall supply all of our needs, not some of them. So this is a promise. That he will supply all of our needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Matthew 6, 31 through 34. Go there with me. Just go there with me. I need you for you to see it. Some, you need to see it in the word. When you see it in the word, it, it validates this thing. Verse 31 through 34. Are we there? Matthew 6. The Bible says, Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or where the shall we be clothed? Amen? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. That's the world. The people that's in the world, they seek this stuff. They're the ones that seek the Galaxy 5 and 6 phones. They're the ones that seek the Nikes. They're the ones that seek out the Mercedes Benzes and all of that stuff. See, that, that stuff that Gentiles do. Word of God says that. Verse 32, for after all these things do the Gentiles do, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. In other words, God is not ignorant to our needs. Otherwise, he wouldn't have given us all these promises. And one of them was, I supply all your needs according to my riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So, so he got us covered, y'all. Verse 33 says, this, now he gives us some instructions here. He said, but now this is what I need for you to do. Since I'm not ignorant of your needs, I need you to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these other things, they'll be added unto you, you see. So, 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 so verse 34 tells us, take therefore no thought for tomorrow. For tomorrow 
shall take thought for the things of itself. For sufficient until the day is the evil thereof. Well, Lord, you ought to believe that. We definitely ought to believe that. But he said, now, I need this is what I need you to do now. I need you to seek ye first the kingdom of God. Amen. So what he's telling us is, Luke 17, 21 tells us that the kingdom of God is within us. So he said, I need you to seek something that's within yourself that I've placed in you. It's called the kingdom. It's called that foundation power of God that I've given you. This is what I need for you. I don't need for you to seek what the Gentiles are seeking. I don't need you to do that. What I need you to do is I need you to seek ye first that thing that I done put inside of you that all them cut to vines of sin has brought forth to keep you from sinning. And then after you seek it, then I need for you to seek the righteousness that's found therein. Because once you do those two things, then you're going to find me. Because it can't be a kingdom, as I told you before, without a king. And you keep messing around up there in the kingdom within you, and you're going to discover who the king really is in you. Amen? Amen? Okay, so here we are. God is promising us that he's going to take care of us. But there's some stipulations on it. He said, but now this is what I need you to do, though, for me to do this. I need for you to just to seek me and my righteousness. Amen. If you just seek that kingdom, because there's something about that kingdom. See, anytime you living in a kingdom, see, that's what, I'm, that's what we're trying to get the American people to understand. This is where the church is so off base, you know, because the church is trying to run this thing as a democracy. But this is a theocracy. It's a one God situation. And when it's a one God situation, then the king is obligated to take care of the inhabitants that are in his kingdom. Do you understand? This is not a capitalistic thing. It's been a socialistic thing from day one with God. Amen. It's the Antichrist spirit that hates the word socialism because Jesus was a socialist. The king always takes care of his inhabitants. That's his job. What kind of God would we serve if we had a God that placed a kingdom inside of us and then he left his kingdom? What kind of God would that be? Tell me. You can trust what God is saying. You can believe in what God is saying. You can honor what God is saying. If God said it, then that's it. All the promises of God are yea and amen. Not some, but all of it. And we need to catch on to that fact, that word called all, that three letter little word. A-L-L. If we can just catch on to that, then we wouldn't be worried about all this other stuff. We don't need to take therefore no thought for tomorrow. Don't worry about it. We live our whole entire life, most of us. And all of us at some point in time until we learn better. We live our entire life not living in the present. We're either living in the past or we're living in the future. Amen. And we're never taking the time to live 
right now. When now is all you got. So you waste your life. Listen to me, church. You waste your entire life either mulling over the mistakes you made in the past. But I recall Paul say, forgetting those things that are behind me. But we either live our lives mulling on things of the past or thinking about things of the future and we forget about all we have is now. Amen. The rest of it is not promised. So we go through our life trying to catch the future. You know what I'm saying? And we're living a life that's a lie. Because all you have in reality is now. That's all you have. That's why Jesus said, don't take no thought on that. So when we go and we take thought of the future, tomorrow is the future. Y'all believe that, don't you? But then you taking on all that evil that's coming. He said, now take no thought of tomorrow, the future. Because the sufficient is the evil today. Least alone taking on that. I'm going to pay my light bill next month. You done went all the way into next month. You got eagle eye. You got eye like Isaiah. If you, if you, if you can see that you're going to live that long, a whole lot can happen between that time. Huh? So God says now, I'm going to supply all your needs according to my riches and glory. And then he says, I'm going to promise you this too, that in the midst of it all, my grace is sufficient. Amen. Let's go to the book of 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Now that word grace, that means my goodwill towards you. It's sufficient. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Tell me when you get there. I'm going to go through 9 through 11. It says now, verse 9 says, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, And he said unto me, My grace, my goodwill is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in your weakness. That's what he's talking about, in weakness. Your weakness, not his. You know, because the Bible says that the weakness of God is stronger than man. Just the weakness of it. <laughs> That's what the word said. <laughs> so he said, yeah, I like this. Because he said, for my strength is made perfect in my weakness. <sighs> now, 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 it goes on and says here that this word sufficient. Let me see 831. I got to see Romans. Y'all don't have to go there, but I need to go to Romans 831. I need to see something here. Because God is trying to show me something. He said, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, then who can be against us? So if God say my grace is sufficient, mm, it's so. Amen. That's it. Romans, you don't have to go there. You can write it down. Romans 8, 
31. But, but, but now, stand right there at 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. He not only says that, and this is in red letters, he not only says that my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Now, Paul come back, and he says here, because Jesus is speaking in red letter. So Paul is saying how he's reacting to this. He said, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory or rejoice in my infirmities, my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Now that's saying a lot. He's saying in verse 10, therefore, I got to take pleasure in infirmities or weaknesses. And reproaches and necessities and in persecution and in distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. So when whatever it is that I'm going through that don't fit me too well. You know them things that we'd rather not have to go through, but we got to go through? You know, when them things don't fit me too well, especially when I'm doing it because of Christ. Because I'm trying to do right, and all hell is coming at me and loose on me. You know, you, you, anybody been there? Amen. Well, I stay there. Amen. I stay there. Because I'm always trying to do something for God. And when you're trying to do something for God, the devil is going to always come and attack you. And if you don't understand that this whole thing is about attack, being attacked, and attack back, and being attacked, until you understand that, you will never understand. The Christian walk in Christ Jesus. Because you'll think you're supposed to just sit on padded pews and big churches. That's what you'll think. And then when this thing get rough, you'll be in for a rude awakening. You better get somewhere where you can hear the real word of God. Because it's hard to find it. It's hard to find it. People don't want to hear the truth. They say the truth too hard for them. Well, the truth ain't never found its way easy in a world of lies. So naturally it's hard. Because it's going against the grain of what you want to do in your sinful life. So he says now, I'm going to take pleasure in these weaknesses. Because I'd rather glory in my weakness so that the power of Christ rests upon me. You have been weak. You have been empty inside. But you couldn't do nothing but lean on the Lord. That's when God works the best in us. Amen. When we done drained out everything in us and ain't nothing left. And you out there on that limb and it's a thousand feet below you. And you on the end of the limb and the limb is breaking. And you say, Lord, I need you. I need you to hold my hand. That's all I need for you to do, Lord, is hold my hand. Because I'm fixing to fall. You understand what I'm saying? In a cliff. And see, what it is, is a lot of us ain't got sense enough to holler for Jesus. Amen. A lot of us ain't got sense enough to do that. And a lot of us ain't got sense enough to, to, to build a ladder between you and Jesus while things are going good because the word of God said, I spoke to you in your prosperity, but you didn't listen to me and therefore I can't give you what I wanted to give you. Now I got to hold back what I would have gave you because you ain't ready for it yet. And I'm the kind of God where I can't give it to you until you're ready for it. 
So I, I thank God for my infirmities. I thank him for it. I may not want it, but I got to learn how to glory in it. I got to learn how to rejoice in it. Whatever the situation is that you're going through, you got to learn how to rejoice in it. You got to learn how to give God praise in it because the word of God says that my grace is sufficient. Amen. He says in verse 11 here, I am become a fool in glory. That's what he says here in verse 11. Second Corinthians 12. That means he's drunk on this thing called glory. He said, I'm just a fool in it. You know, well, he wobbling. He wobbling, homeboy. He wobbling. Wobbling in the fact that I'm on glory in spite of the situation, in spite of what it looked like, because we don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. Amen. So I'm not concerned about what it looks like. Because I remember somewhere in the Bible where Elijah told his servant, all you got to do is lift up your eye and look around and you see all these angels. Amen. All these warriors. You, we're not alone. We're not alone. So the word of God goes on back over here. The third thing that God promises out of these seven things is that we will not be taken in temptation. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 tells us that there is no temptation that has befallen or taken hold of a man except that which is common to man. So whatever it is that's tempting us is common thing. But the Bible said God is faithful. Somebody say he's faithful. Amen. Yeah, he's promising now that, 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 that no Temptation will overtake us. But he said, not, but God is faithful. You got to realize whatever it is that you're going through, don't let the devil trick you and put you off in a cone and tell you you're the only one going through it. Because the word of God just said that it's common to man. <laughs> See, you got to know what's in the Bible in order to do what's in the Bible, you know, because that's your arsenal. You ain't got nothing in your arsenal when the war comes. What you gonna fight with? What you gonna fight with? So, 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 so he said, now, now, whatever it is you're going through, it's coming. But he said, God is faithful. Amen. He's faithful, y'all. And he said, now, he ain't gonna put no more on us than we're able to bear. But he also says in that verse that with the will, with his will, and the temptation. See, there's two things there. You've got the temptation, but you also got his will to deliver you out of it. So, 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 so now with them two things working, he said, now look, with the will, his will, and the temptation, I will give you. That's a fleeting moment to escape that thing. See, now, 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 here's where we go wrong at. See, see, here's where we go wrong when we see the door to get out of it. The door ain't going to be there but a, just a second to open it. We got to flee. The Bible says flee fornication. Flee it. 
be ready to get rid of. But see, what happens is, is that we play with it. And then the door opened now, and we caught up. You see, the Bible says that a man, God don't tempt no man, but when a man is tempted, the book of James, that a man, he, he lusts, he's drawn into his lust, then he's enticed, and then when lust is conceived, they bring forth death. So in between the time that the lust begins and in the time that this thing is conceived, God has made a way to get out of that thing. But we didn't take it. When he made a way for us not to be broke, we went and spent anyway. I'm talking to you. Huh? I ain't hurt nobody out there, did I, world? Huh? I'm just asking now. I mean, he made a way. He gave us a job. He, yes, he did. He did it. I don't know why I'm going there, but he went there, so I'm going to roll with it. I got to roll with it. He went there. The Holy Ghost went there. He made a way for you to do better. But you forgot about him. Wouldn't give him nothing. Wouldn't give the one that provided for you nothing. Give it to the one that take from you. The thief came to steal, kill, and destroy. Look at your life. What you got? If it's been taken from you, guess who your God is? The devil. Oh, it's tight, but it's right. Because God said, go there. So I went. Y'all know me. I'll go. Oh, I'll go. I'll go. It's called an uppercut. Bang! Knockout punch. Now, how you like me now? Yes, sir. See, see I'm a war dog. I preach truth. We, we, we got to have truth. When he, when, when he gave us a way to run away from that fornication and that adultery and all of that, what did we do? We went right to it. You see? We were mesmerized by the dress and the swaying of the dress. Mesmerized us. But we didn't know that her feet go down to hell and her steps Take hold to the grave. See, we didn't know that. See, we didn't, we didn't know that was in the book of Proverbs. You see, that's why I teach y'all the word here where you'll know. You got to know. So, so, so let's roll on. Let's roll on. No temptation. And then another promise, the fourth promise that he gives us, and we're doing real good. He says he gives us the victory to overcome death. Ooh. Now, everybody think about death. And you got to get to that point in your life where you ain't scared of death. But you can tell death to go to hell. Because that's what the Bible says, death and hell are going to be cast to the lake of fire. I'm just saying what the Bible says. You just tell hell where to go. The book of Revelation, 21st chapter, it says death and hell. Of he cast into the lake of fire. Right? Right. So, <laughs> you tell death where to go. You know, just tell it where to go. 
Because last I checked, we serve the eternal God, the God of the living. Amen. Not the God of the dead. So, so he gives us a promise that we got victory over death. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 54 through 57. Let's deal with this. Because this is a promise. Over there, it's right there. It says, so when this corruptible shall have put on incorruptible, talking about this flesh, this thing here, it's been gotten out of the way and we put on our incorruptible spirit. And this mortal shall have put on immortality, uh-huh, changing of the body. Then shall we be brought to pass the saying that is written that death is swallowed up in what? He gave us a promise. See, some of y'all don't talk like y'all victorious over death. You see? You see what I'm saying? So that make me have to go back to it again and rev up your generator. He says that he's given us death has been swallowed up in a thing called victory. You see? Now, if you don't believe you're victorious like most Christians don't, you know they got the war with me. I need you to pray for me. Ain't you done learned how to pray by now for yourself? Why you want why 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 you want to wear somebody else out praying for you when you ought to live by now? You ought to be praying not only for yourself, but you need to be praying for somebody else by now instead of every week coming up here to the altar and rolling over on the floor. I'm talking to you, world. And then you back again next week doing the same. You on the uh, what they call the installment plan of deliverance. You 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 getting delivered in installment plan. You 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 know what I'm saying? You done took out a loan on delivery. Yeah, I'm talking crazy to him. Yeah yeah, I do that. See, I'm a crazy preacher. That's the only kind God can use. All you gotta do is read the Bible. Number fool. <laughs> you know, do you not know the kind of stuff I preach they could come and kill me at any day? I'm going completely against the establishment. Completely against it. Calling them out. I could be killed at any moment. Y'all don't even realize the danger that I put myself in preaching the truth. They kill people for preaching the truth. I'm talking about the religious sect. And y'all don't even realize y'all sit up in here week after week after week and be blessed by this word as if I'm going to be here always. Amen. A fool will come in and kill me at any time. You think I ain't aware of that? Sitting up in here padded and don't even know that the enemy is out to kill us all. Especially those that are standing on the truth. Better realize what time it is. This thing called Jesus Christ is not a joke. Amen. And this church thing done messed up everybody. Amen. I got a mandate on my life to preach this gospel. Try to get this thing back where it need to be. How, why, why, would God, why else would God give us a platform with a small congregation like this? And we're reaching over 100 million people a week in the world. Why else would God do it unless 
It was a reason for it. It's got to be God. It's got to be God. How else can we have tractor trailer loads of food going up to, to, to serve all I mean, community, all townships, like we're picking to move up next week to the Appalachian? It's got to be God. It's got to be God. And before we all leave here, y'all will get a little bit of it. It's got to be. I just preached a series on the urgency of the hour. Why would God bring forth a 26 pallets of, 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 of food unless the hour of urgency, unless I wasn't on cue? You, you, you tell me. You tell me. Something is about to go down. Something is about to go down. And the sad part about it is that the Christians ain't ready for it. Because they're not being taught the right way. They're not being taught to be alert. Only thing they think about is how they're going to get their little old blessing. You understand what I'm saying? They, 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 like, like Minister Adams said, they, they, what did he call them? Crumbs. Crumbs when he preached that message. Crumbs. Last I checked, that was the heathen that got the crumbs that fell from the master's table. I eat at the table. Yeah. I'm sitting up there eye to eye with the king. King daddy. I don't eat off no flow. Not no more. Not no more. Because I found a better way. I found out if I believe in this thing, I didn't. Hey, look, let me tell you something. When you don't have nothing else to believe in, then you ain't got nothing else to believe in. So I'm like the woman with the issue of blood. Everybody else done took my money. I done got worse. I'm all messed up. Might well get Jesus to try. See if it worked. And get what? It worked. <laughs> it worked. Huh? That thing worked. So when I started it working, I kept on rolling with it. Amen. And it did keep on working. Amen. So you don't change a horse in the middle of the spring, Brother Harris. You don't change a horse that you've been riding in the middle of the spring, like some of us do. <laughs> God, I ain't going there. <laughs> I ain't going there. Well, get on back up here. Try to help you a little bit more. So God says here now, me get my glasses off old. I can't see. But I can feel you. And that's all I need to do is feel you. Because when I feel you, I got eyes in my spirit. So, 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 so. The next thing that he does is that he's, he promised us that all things. Somebody say all things. Work for the good. <laughs> Romans 8, 28. He said, all things work for the good of those that love the Lord who've been called in accordance to, watch it now, not your own purpose, but so if it's going to work, if all things are going to work in your favor, no matter what it is, hello, you got to be called and walking and doing in his will and not in your 
own. Amen? Amen? Good word? Good word? Yeah! The promises of God. The promises of Him. Good promises. And He saved the best for last, and I'm not there yet, but I'm almost. Number six is this. He promised us salvation. Oh boy. Now we're getting on down to the good stuff now. Let's go to Mark 16, 16. About finished, y'all. We're going to get out early today. Y'all don't mind getting out early today. You got enough to eat. I see your jaws full. Huh? So, uh, old jaw like a chip ball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's all right. Mark 16, 16. I think I got the right script. <laughs> I love it. Y'all good crew. I love y'all. I do. Y'all good people. I love you. I love you, man. I take this 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 little army we got right here tackling the world. Yeah. God, <laughs> we run it out that Gideon factor. Thirty two thousand of them, Jesus said that's too many. Twenty thousand of them walked away. No, twenty two thousand I believe walked away right then because they were scared. See, scared folk can't go where we go. <laughs> Cause y'all got a leader that'll get us all killed. <laughs> <laughs> so if you scared, you know what I'm saying, you bail out. Yeah, they do bail out. They bail out. But but that's the part of that thirty that part of that part of though that twenty two thousand that left because they wouldn't want to be there no way. And then came how many? It was ten thousand left. You say that's too many too. To do what I want to do, because see my glory won't be shown. That's too many. So take them down through there and let me see how they drink water. Let me see if they know how to get down. See, you got to learn how to get down low and look up high. While you do what you do. You get down there with your old big head down there, you'll lose your head and everything else. You understand what I'm saying? Huh? Can the camera see them? You see them? They'll cut your head, plumb off your body. You, you got the... You say, them the ones I want, 300 of them. That know how to watch and do whatever it is they need to be doing at the same time. See, a lot of Christians don't know how to do that. Jesus didn't say pray and watch. Jesus said watch and pray. Amen. See, so that let me know that it ain't about running around here with your eyes closed. It's about and praying because the word praying means being connected with God from within, worshiping Him. But have your eyes open, watching all at the same time. Because somebody come by and take your head off again. Amen. While you up there, and a fool come in the door and kill you. Amen. Just spray everybody. No, y'all better hear what I'm saying. I'm putting you on high alert. Putting you on high alert. This little church on the hill. It is disturbing the enemy. Now you better hear what I'm saying. I'm going to keep preaching it anyway. Well, I count it all joy to be a martyr. Amen. Count it all joy. Because we're getting to that time. Didn't always think like that. But as I grew in this, I got to the point where I ain't got nothing to lose no way and everything to gain. You understand? So ain't nothing here on this side that I need to do. I done did everything. The only thing I ain't done is died. 
physically. Done died many times otherwise. And that's even worse than dying physically. Because I wanted to die physically and old death wouldn't even want me to say, I don't want you. Wait a minute. That ain't right. <laughs> Shut up, better stuff. <laughs> that ain't right. And God, why, why, are you, why are you leaving me behind like this? And then right when you feel like staying, then he'll come and get you. Ain't that a mess? Won't you just take me when I really want to go? <laughs> well, it won't be so hard on me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on. I mean, that's the way it is. But look here, talking about salvation. Mark 16, 16 says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be what? And he that believeth not shall be what? Now watch this there. Y'all see that word baptized there? Now this is what ignorant leaders think. That that's talking about water. No, y'all listen to me now. Y'all listen to what I'm about to teach you now. Because I'm going to teach you right about this now. First of all, water don't save nobody. Amen. That's the first thing. Only the word of God saves Jesus. Did you hear me? Amen. I'm saying it again. Water don't save nobody. Amen. You don't get baptized with water and then go get saved. You get saved first. Amen. And then you go get baptized Amen. as an act of obedience that you are now a part of the life, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Okay, But when you look at that word baptized, when you look at it in its original term, in the Greek, Aramaic term, it means to be overwhelmed by God. That's what the word baptized means. So where they've gone wrong at, instead of them going and seeing what the word really meant, they just took the word and ran with it, and, and they ignorant and made everybody else ignorant. But what they should have done, what he's talking about here is the fact that, okay, you got to believe and you've got to allow yourself to be overwhelmed in that which you believe. You understand what I'm saying? You can't just be on the surface with this thing in your belief. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. I'm trying to give you understanding in the spirit. You got to be overwhelmed in this thing called your belief. In other words, you can't be shallow. You got to get down, down. You got to get sub, it submerged in this belief of yours. That's the thing that it's talking about. And then once you, once you do that, then all the rest of it is an external act. Like this right here. It's only in remembrance. That's all it's for. He says, often as you do this, you do it in remembrance of me. That's what he said. But he didn't say this saved you. Amen. That's right. Come on, preacher. He didn't say. He said you do it, and, and that's what that's what getting baptized in water. It's an external sacrament. That's what it is. And you got to understand that that only the blood of Jesus Christ can save you. Y'all better hear what I'm saying up in here. Can't nothing else save you. Now I'm preaching to you right. 
I got to break that old dogma that you got, that old theology, that old crazy stuff that you got. See, they done built a whole new religion talking about if, if you don't get baptized in water, you ain't saved. Yo, see, you just done threw Jesus away then and what he did on the cross. You just done threw that away. What you need to do is you need to get saved first. And the only way you can get saved is that you got to confess with this right here that Jesus is Lord. Amen. That's right. Not water, but Jesus is Lord. And you got to believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. That's where you're overwhelmed at. That's the baptism right there. That's where you're baptized at. When you, when you honestly believe that God raised him from the dead, the Bible says that you shall be saved because with your mouth you confess unto the Lord and with your heart you believe unto righteousness. Now that's what the word says. Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now that's God's word. And it ain't going on to say. And how can you hear if you ain't got a preacher? And how can he preach if he ain't been sent? There's a whole bunch of them out here ain't been sent that preach nothing. I'm just a fool to tell you. I ain't got no problem going up against you. Because I love it. I'm just like Jesus. I love going. I'm just like the old day prophets. I love going up against the mainstream Pharisees out there. You don't scare me. You don't scare me. I don't care nothing about your associations. I don't care nothing about your denomination. I don't care nothing about your theology. I don't care nothing about nothing except what's in that Bible right there. And the things that are written in that Bible right there, you are not preaching it. Last but not least, after salvation, he said, Now, I'm going to give you a thing called eternal life. That's a promise, too. That's a promise, too. Mark 10, 28 through 31. Mark 10. Twenty-eight through thirty-one. Say amen when you get there. Amen. And Peter began to say unto him, the word Peter we all know means rock, which means the word. And Simon, his surname means the hearing of the word. Then Simon, verse twenty-eight, Mark ten twenty-eight says, "Lo." We have left all and followed you. <laughs> and Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say, He made it personal unto you. Watch this now, all you complainers. There is no man that left his house or his brethren or his sister or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for whose sake? And the gospel. And the gospel. But he will receive a hundredfold when? Now. 
now. In which time? Wow, hundredfold means that he's going to restore store everything back like it's supposed to be in your life. Everything. If you're willing to follow him like that, he said, now, if you're willing to leave all this stuff, I'm willing to restore it all back to you. A hundredfold. That means everything is back leveled off again. And after he leveled everything off, now he's freaking to bless you. Now he's finna bless you. Because I taught y'all about blessing. A blessing ain't just a meal. A blessing is having the whole manufacturing place where they make the meal so that you can help somebody else. Huh? <laughs> a blessing ain't that God just pay your rent. And you talking about the Lord bless you. No, when the Lord bless you, no, he just restored something back to you. But you ain't been blessed yet. See, the blessing comes after the restoration. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I say the blessing comes after the, restor the restitution of it all. Because that's the time. Hear me now. That's the time that God's going to give you a thing called overflow. Overflow means more than enough. I like more than enough. I fell up in more than enough one day and I liked it. I got drunk on more than enough. Huh? I fell up in more than enough one day. I remember all the times eating out of trash cans and all that. Y'all heard my testimony. But then one day, I fell up in more than enough. And I'm like them two lepers that went outside the city and everybody was starving inside the city. And they didn't want to be bothered with the lepers because back then lepers, you know, they were tainted. But the lepers messed around and ran up on a food supply. Now, it was a famine in the land. But, and God sent a wind through to run all of them Syrian soldiers, I believe they were Syrians, ran them up out of there and they left all the food. And the lepers fell up on it. See, I was one of them lepers. Fell up on a thing called overflow. Sat down there and ate as much as I could. I couldn't eat no more. So I said, well, oh, I got to remember them that done me wrong back in the city. So now I got to go and I got to take what I found and bring it back to them so that they can get in an overflow too. But the problem is, is I found that most of them don't want to go into the place of overflow. Most of them just want to be average. I don't want to be average no more, you see, because God called me to be a king and a priest. And if he called me to be a king and a priest, then I can't go back average no more. And you can't either. And you can't either. God says, now look at him. He said, but he shall receive 104, verse 30. Now in this time, houses, brethren, sisters, mothers, children, land. But watch this. I want you to see that. With persecution. Did you see that? So don't think that you're not going to be persecuted. Don't think that you ain't going to have to go through some stuff. Don't, no, don't you do that. But look what he said now. You got to be willing to leave some things. Did y'all hear me? You see it in the word. If whatever it is ain't right with what you're trying to do and where you're trying to go in God, you see what he said here? You got to be willing 
to leave some stuff and some people and some family. And yes, you're going to be persecuted along the way. But the Bible says that you shall receive a hundredfold. Not in this time if you cut the mustard. <laughs> and in the world to come, eternal life. You see that? See that? But many that are first shall be last. And the last shall be first. See, don't worry about what position you get in. See, that's another problem we got. I recall Jesus telling Peter, Peter, what business is it of you? What I do with John? If I let him tarry until I come back, you just go do what you need to do. You don't worry about what position. You just be glad you in there. That's my business on who I let go first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Amen. You worried about the wrong thing. You know how they do up in these old churches. Well, you let this one do that. That's God's business. Who do what? You just do what you supposed to do. And thank God you in the house. You know what I'm saying? That's how that go. Because that's God's territory. Who going to be first <laughs> and who going to be last. Last verse. Uh, Y'all still love it? <laughs> Eternal life. Revelation 24, 21, 4. And we're out of here. Revelation. <clears throat> talk about this eternal life. Now remember. Now remember now. God's good. Because remember what God did. The Lord, he said. Now. No man has left any of this stuff. And I didn't give them back to him now in this time. A uh, hundredfold, right? But it ain't going to come without persecution, right? Amen. And then he added on to that thing that I'm going to give him eternal life too, right? Y'all read that in Mark 10 verse 30, right? Yeah. He said he's going to give him eternal life too. Okay. Now, watch when eternal life comes into play. What eternal life is going to do to all that persecution. Watch, what, watch this now. The word of God says in verse 4, And who shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, from the persecution? And there shall be no more death from the persecutors. And not only that, but neither any more sorrow from the persecutions. And no more Crying. Anybody shed any tears lately? Oh, eternal life going to wipe that away. Uh-huh. That's a promise now. We're talking about a promise now. Neither shall there be any more. Oh, no more cancer. No more headaches. No more arthritis. No more back pain. No more poverty. That's pain too. Come on, y'all. You feel that too, huh? Because nobody don't like to be broke. I know I don't. I don't like it. Me and being broke don't get along. I don't like it. I say I don't like it. We're not compatible. Jesus said the poor will always be with you, but he didn't put me in there. I'm not in that scripture. And you don't have to be either. Because he said, I'm telling you what, he said that he has given us not some, but all spiritual blessings. 
in heavenly places. And if he has given us all spiritual, then the same thing I got, you got. Now, it just depends on whether you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And how deep you allow that thing. Because remember now, you got to be submerged in it. huh? Remember now, that's the baptism being submerged in that which you believe. You see, you don't know the ocean by just getting in a boat. I used to be in the Navy. And we, we used to sail the seas, you know. Number water for weeks and months. I didn't even know that much water was in there. Can you imagine what it was like in Noah days? You know what I'm saying? But I didn't know the ocean. See, the only way you know the ocean is you got to get submerged in it. The only way you're going to know what that word is saying is you got to go down in there. You got to pull the cover off it and go down. You got to put on your scuba diving gear and go down in there. God's word said, now this is what eternal life is going to do for you. He said, now there ain't going to be no more crying. Neither shall be there be any more pain for what? The former things. That's the past. You know that thing that keeps tearing everybody's head up? The past? Say, them things ain't going to be no more. Amen. Give God some praise. Church, give them up. Come on up, baby. Amen. So we just we praise God for that. One more time. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Amen. We, we honor the Lord and we thank Him. We praise God. And we thank God how He loves His people to, to remind us of His promises. And we thank and we praise God for His Word. We praise God for His Word. God is a, He's an awesome God. He, he's, he's a mighty God. You know, a lot of times we, we, we uh, in, in, in the arena of, of uh, leadership, because of what's going on in the world and oftentimes we refuse or we're fearful to to proclaim what the word of god says but if we don't stand up the world will completely take over all you got to do is look around because a reason a lot of things have taken place is because as christians we have not stood up and they made this thing secondary but our god is number one he is number one. Amen. And got nothing to do with all these other religions. They don't, they, I, I don't know who that mess came. I do know where that mess came from. But the fact remains is our God is the supreme God. He's God of the universe. And I, I think and praise God for reminding me. And, and what, what's weighted most in my spirit is, Brandon, you got to get even more submerged in the Word and your belief. Amen. Because there are some things coming upon this earth. Amen. And if you're not ready, if you don't know the Word, you're going to be swept away. Amen. You'll be deceived because the Bible speaks of it. That's why here at House of Destiny, we often tell you, in fact, you always say it, you're going to go to the book. Amen. A lot of times when people come in and, and they're not used to going to the book. They're not used to knowing what Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John say. They get one verse that the preacher preaching and the preacher takes off and you never open the book. No, no, not here. You'll know what God says in his word. Because when we leave from apart from one another, you by yourself out there with Jesus. So you got to know the word for yourself. Amen. 
So we, we praise God for that. We thank, we thank and praise God. And before I go into to the announcement, we, we would like to, to acknowledge and, 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 and just love your spirit, the, those that have come to be with us today, the Harrises. We would ask that you stay in. Um, um, is that Ben Harris and his, his wife and his son, Christopher? We, ask, we thank God for your coming. Amen. 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 Uh, amen. And would you like to, sh to share a word with us? Would you like to have something to say? Tell us where you're from, uh, where you fellowship, whatever God's leading in your heart. Amen. We praise God for you. Amen. I praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. We're just we're honored and we're blessed by your presence. And I saw Christopher so go ahead and he sit down right quick. <laughs> I love your smile. I love your smile. And we just we just thank God for your coming. We thank God that you saw something. You know, or you heard something from the Lord that draws you all here. And, and that's and, and to us that's here and those that are absent, that's a reminder or God is speaking to us to let us know our labor is not in vain. But sometimes it gets hard on this journey, y'all. Don't fool yourself. But every now and then God sends somebody to let you know your work and your labor is not in vain. And we praise God for you all. They'll come back, be a part of the family. We family. We if you don't want to be loved, just don't show up here. Because all we know is how to give away is love. Amen. Amen. So we just honor, we honor the Lord for you. And we pray uh, your strength in the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. And I do want to share this. And I thank God. Because y'all see what the, what the broadcast is doing. And we thank God for the, for the media team. And for the youth that's back in the room. The youth are back in the room uh, with Minister Adams. And they're operating uh, uh, the things in the back. And. Uh, we just thank and praise God. And now what I want to share earlier, I want to make sure I had ample enough time, is the past few days uh, uh, we have been in contact with uh, some Christians from Pakistan. And um, Dr. Manley received a message on Facebook, and the message was, would you come to Pakistan and preach the gospel to us? And when he looked at it, and y'all, you know, I will get full, you know, when it comes to Jesus. Y'all know me. When it comes down to the Lord's work, I'll, I'll, I'll get full in a minute. Especially when I know it's God. So he, he, he began to, to, to converse with uh, uh, the young lady um, on Facebook, and he said, Well, right now we can't physically come to Pakistan, but how can we connect? So what she did, she said, well, through, uh, they call it Skype, or Skype. Uh, uh, this is how we can connect face to face. And so knowing that it was the will and the leading of the Lord, we had to go out and get a uh, what they call a cam, just to be able to, to connect with them. And 
the first day, and, and this is how much they love God. This is how, how much they love God. Our time, it was in the afternoon. Their time, it was close to midnight. And their thing was, they wanted the Word of God. And, and Dr. Manley asked the young lady, and her husband was there, he's an evangelist, and uh, the next day they had some other people to come in, and uh, he asked her, he said, well, how did you find me? Because, see, they weren't friends on Facebook. He said, how did you find me? She said, I didn't find you. She said, God found me. And see, something like that just runs you all right up and down the spine. When they, they acknowledge you, they, it wasn't them that, was, that, that did the finding. It was God. And that radar, he began to search out this word. And you all know the story over there, overseas, how they're persecuting Christians. And there they are, hungry. Really? Midnight. So the next day she said, uh, well, that, that same day, because we're nine hours of difference in the time. She said, we're going to have some more leadership. She said, can we set up another time to see that we can't talk about what we want you all to do and help us in the ministry? That means she does not word of life. And the next, the next day, which they set up a time, our time was 11 o'clock, and I think it was about 8 o'clock their time in the evening. And the first thing Dr. Nevis concerned was, was, are you all okay? Are you safe? And she said, we are. She said, they live in Puga, Pakistan. And of course, you know me. I went on the internet and I searched it up. And, 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 and therefore, therefore, the Christians, they are Christians there. They are saved. They do have some problems, but yet, they love the Lord, and they will get arrested if you you uh, disrespect in, in their belief that uh, Islam, the other sect that they live. But we we had the meeting on uh, face to face there, and, and um, the young lady says she wanted to she wanted to sing a song, and she sang Hallelujah. The Spirit of God, Spirit of the Lord. You could see it, the presence of God as she began to minister in silence. And we got caught up and they got caught up. See, God knew that tech, see, this is where the church go wrong. And this is where a lot of times when, when people don't want to change. Technology is here for a reason. How else do you think you're going to connect? He said, this, until this gospel is preached all over the world. We can't travel all over the world, but those cameras came. That's connection technology came. And when, when she began, they, they worshiped and, and prayed. And, 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 and the, that, that next day, at 11 o'clock, we she told our man, said, we want you to bring a word. Then she said, uh, uh, and then her husband came on, and he began to, to speak. And they held up the uh, spirit, uh, Spirit-filled Living Bible for us to see that they had an English Bible. They only had three. So what they do is they use their laptop to be able to sit around to hear the gospel. And people come in and sit and listen to the word of God. And we have set up, come October the 4th, through the thing called Skype, we will do a two-hour seminar. They will have other people come in. And she's already sent me pictures on Facebook of the work that they already do. 
and you will be able to minister them. And then from that, there was going to be a continual uh, time frame where we would teach their leaders. Dr. Manley will be there to teach their leaders so that people, uh, the leaders can be able to go back and teach their people. This is how we know we're right in the will of God. And not only that, the hour of urgency, because the gospel is going forward. People we were sharing about what has happened, and we had some people like, oh, they were so afraid. But you know what? When Jesus is in the midst of it, you ain't got to fear, because he didn't give us a spirit of fear. He, the, Christ didn't do that. So, so we're believing, we're knowing that that is another part, an uh, extended body of the saints of God in another world, and another nation, and we're able to connect. And you know what? It's a humbling experience. It's a humbling experience. You know why? When you look at angel people, small amount of money, you know it's got to be God. When somebody tell you they didn't find you, but God found you, are all the millions of people in America exiled on this place? They want the word. That's why it's so important that we don't become so lackadaisical and take things for granted because we're here all the time. They are people out there that's hungry for Jesus. Hungry. And God wants to use this body. Y'all, y'all, I told y'all, y'all I get messed up now. Y'all, y'all know that. Y'all know me. But when it comes down to my God, and what he wants, he'll protect us. And if it be in his will, one day we will fly to Pakistan. To meet these people face to face so we can touch rather than looking at them through a screen. The blessed people will be able to sit upon their words. You know when Dr. Manley talked about her, you run a risk when you're preaching the truth. Those people experience it. They're beheaded because of Christ. And oftentimes you say, you never know when it's going to show up in a theater near you. We're blessed people. So we want to make sure we're praying for those people. For people of Pakistan, our new connected church family. Because they want to be a part of us. They want to connect. And I thank and praise God. We give God the glory. We give God the glory. We give God the glory. We give him the glory. We give him the glory. And I think about the goodness of Jesus. God doesn't tell about care about what color you are. He, he's not about that. He's about his will.